Great morning, everybody. Great morning, Kayla. What's up, man? Why did you hesitate? <laughs> almost said, almost said the other great. Okay. The almost, I had to think about it. I was like, oh, morning, morning. Episode 83, huh? You still. Oh, point. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> still thinking about it, huh? I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm what are you good. doing today? What, what are you doing this morning? Bruh. Driving. That's what I'm doing, man. Driving. Um, we're in construction right now. Uh, yeah, man. A lot, lot of moving parts right now, to say the least. A lot, lot of moving parts. What are you in construction for? My uh, brain. brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. How's got that going? It. It's going good. It's going good. Real foggy, but it's all good, bro. We're, good... we're in construction for our restaurant. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. How's your how's your leg, man? How's everything going? Uh leg's pretty good. Um I'm out of the brace. I'm probably like days away from being done with one crutch. I've been walking around with one crutch. Um you know, starting to get back to mostly normal. Hopefully I can start doing some leg workout soon or something, you know. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. You're welcome, bro. How's uh how's wifey doing? Uh Good to go. No, no complaints. Just taking it day by day. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Ah, uh, anything else, bro? I'm excited. Um, today's guest, low key. Yeah, no, that's what I'm looking forward to. This you've been trying to get him on for like the last uh, since December of 2019. I mean, yeah, December of 2020. So. uh yeah. Let's get into it. Let's just jump into it, bro. <laughs> All right, Cooper, bring in our next guest. Good morning, everybody. On today's episode, uh, we have the Chief Operations Officer of Mahana Fresh. Uh, he helps franchisees get open and operate high-level restaurants. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Bear. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Dave. Absolutely. Thank you, fellas, for having me. I really appreciate it. Love it. Love it. Dave, can you just tell our audience a little bit more uh, about who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm currently the chief operations officer for Mahana Fresh. Uh, Mahana Fresh is a relatively new brand. Um, One of our founders, he really wanted to try to do a little bit healthier food as we're all trying to eat better these days. After having a distinguished career in the food space, he wanted to do something a little bit healthier, a little bit cleaner. And that was sort of the genesis for Mahana Fresh. So we're very focused on getting a balanced meal. We've got grains, we've got greens, we've got delicious vegetables, great protein, uh, great proteins, but it's a little bit healthier take on um, trying to get a fast casual experience. So I'm really excited to be working with the brand and 
and helping folks develop their restaurants. I started working in food back 30 years ago now, which is super hard to imagine. And I was delivering pizza while in college because it was a great way to make ends meet. And at that time, I had uh, no idea that 30 years later, I'd still be working in the food space. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dave, now, when you sent over your your bio, um, you know, can, can you talk a little bit of you, you, you had a, a nine to five and then you, you just decided it wasn't for you and, and you decided to do something else. Can you can you just talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, I started delivering pizza while I was in college just to get some cash, make ends meet, maybe buy a six pack of beer you know, whatever I needed. Um, I got done with college and I got fully licensed to sell stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities. I had my grown up suit. I had my nine to five job, uh, commuted through traffic every day for a basically very unrewarding job that I wasn't enjoying. You know, I was too young, had too much energy and I didn't want to sit there behind a desk or make cold, cold calls all day long to people. And I just wasn't having any fun. And one day I decided, man, this isn't for me. I'm, I'm still young. I don't want to be trapped into doing this. It's not what I thought it was going to be. So I quit. And on the way home, I happened to stop by Domino's Pizza. And I said, man, I need to get a part-time job before I go home to my fiance and tell her that I quit my job. We were going to be getting married soon. And that's not really the conversation I wanted to have. Hey, honey, good to see you. I quit my job. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not totally silly. So I was like, let me get a part-time gig while I figure out what I'm going to do. And I stopped by that restaurant and a gentleman there that I'm still very good friends with to this day, he was the supervisor. And he said the only way he'd give me a job is if I'd be an assistant manager for him. And I said, man, I'm not really trying to be an assistant manager for a restaurant. That's, that's not what I want to do. An assistant manager, that's, that's not a glorious job. They get all nights, all weekends. If somebody's sick, they get called in. No thanks. And he just continued to talk to me for about an hour and explain to me that, um, welcome, welcome to the real world. This is business. These four walls are a business. Um, here's a P&L statement, you know, your profit and loss statement. I'll pay you well as a manager. You get to make a lot of the decisions as far as hiring, firing, and things like that. And it can be a very rewarding career. So I, I thought about it for about 12 hours. And the next day, I accepted a job as an assistant manager. And I was very upfront with everyone. I said, I have no interest in being an assistant manager. If I'm going to do this, it's to be the manager. I got to be the shot caller. I'm not going to be in here you know, just taking the scraps and getting whatever schedule is left. So I worked real hard at it. And 10 weeks later, I was managing my first location. And then within a very short amount of time, I was running dozens of stores um, in the Baltimore, Washington market for Domino's Pizza and just having a lot of success and having a lot of fun. And that's really where I got my start for multi-units and for doing more than just running one location. Dave, do you look back on you know, the day you walked into that Domino store as like, you know, that was the turning point in my life. Oh, with, without a doubt, because you gotta, you gotta put yourself into my shoes, right? So I'm early twenties, I'm engaged to be married and I just quit my job that I spent so much time trying to get. 
And, you know, that's, that's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. So I was like, man, what am I going to do? I've got to find something that is fulfilling, that I'm happy and I need to make money. Let's be honest. Right. I got, I'm getting ready to start a family. I got responsibility, bills to pay. I want to get a nicer car. You know, I got things I want to do. Did you so, take uh, a lot of heat or get a lot of pressure from people based on this decision? You know, that's what's awesome, right? So people have asked me that many times, and there's a lot of families that I think would look down on you or give you a hard time for that. And uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, he was a retired rear admiral from the Navy. And from the second I remember having a conversation with that man, he was like, I don't care if you're uh, the ditch digger, but you'd be the best ditch digger and buy your own shovel and wheelbarrow. If you want to be the trash Mm -hmm. man, be the best trash man there is and buy the truck. You know, he was always go big. If you're going to do something, go big and do the best at it and you'll be successful and find something you enjoy. And my mom and dad were both very much that way. And from an early age, they instilled in me, if you want something, you go work for it and then you go buy it and don't feel bad about it once, but Mm. don't expect anybody to ever give it to you. So is that, is that um, like where your, where your drive and your, and your passion comes from? Yeah, I think so. And also um, let's just be honest at the end of the day, we're all a little insecure. And so uh, life is kind of like sports in the regard that you want to win. You want to be successful and it's a little bit of insecurity. You don't want to lose, right? You want to go out there and do your best and you want to show people this is what I'm capable of. So in your, in your story, Dave, you know, you, you then become, um, you know, you're nominated for uh, rookie manager of the year. You then moved up the chain to area, you know, area supervisor. Um, and, and you like you just you just cl- climb the ladder, you know. So I, I guess my next question is like, what is there anything else that like separates you from, I guess, from the other the other guys or the other managers, um, through through the years? Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple things. Number one is I try not to get lost in some of the minutia. And realize that if you execute the basics really, really well, you're already ahead of a lot of people, right? So whether we're making bowls at Mahana Fresh, sandwiches, cookies, pizza, if we follow the recipe and follow the procedures that have been set out for us by people that have spent, you know, thousands of hours to perfect it, we're going to do pretty well. And there's people that are constantly trying to reinvent the wheel or hey look at me i can do this this way or i can cut this corner and those people typically do not prosper and they end up failing so i've always been very big on follow the process and procedure and then when you're in a position where you're setting that uh, apply pressure on the system you know not the individual so i'm going to give you a 12-step process to get something done and as long as you follow that you're going to be successful. And if something breaks down, I don't go back to the individual ever and say, Hey, Caleb, like this didn't work. What, what did you do wrong? I say, Hey, Caleb, let's sit down and look at the process here. Let's look at the 12 steps. Where did we go sideways and what can we change so that we can all do better next time? And I think that's been a big part of me being able to run multiple units, multiple people and 
sort of motivate people because I don't ever want somebody to be embarrassed to ask a question or feel put down or anything. If you're not winning, that means we all need to look at it, look at the information. Was it not set up in a manner for you to be able to digest it and be successful? And then uh, it's funny. I've been told by some people that I've worked with many times that, that I'm constantly trying to play chess instead of checkers. So a lot of people get caught up trying to think one step ahead. Like, man, we're really, really busy and I'm running behind on broccoli, broccoli right now. Let me go cut ahead of broccoli. And I'm going, man, we're really busy right now. Why don't we cut a case of broccoli and then move into a case of cauliflower? Cause I know I'm getting ready to run out of that. And then a case of Russell sprouts or whatever the case may be. I'm not trying to just be okay for the next 15 minutes. I want to look at what do I need to do for the whole day, for the week, for the month, so that I can be successful. Dave, in the first part of your professional career, you know, going from crushing one store to, to you know, crushing a region or a, an area, um, did you have mentors along the way or did you have someone specific that you learned a lot from? Yeah, it's interesting. There was a couple uh, really key people. One of them, he really has no idea. He's still a manager at Domino's Pizza, I think. So the guy's got to be like 100 years old at this point. <laughs> um, and so he had been a manager for a number of years when I first became a manager. And we go to a meeting, and I'm kind of like pounding on my chest, sticking my chest out a little bit. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm beating you in sales. I'm beating you in service. I'm beating you in like every measurable metric there is. And he goes, how's your profit look? How's your bonus check look? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he goes, well, that's what you need to know. Good for you that you're, you're beating me in a couple of these areas, but I'm smoking you in profitability. And at the end of the day, don't you think the corporation also cares about that? And don't you think my paycheck cares about that? And I was like, well, that's kind of a short-sighted way to look at it. And he was like, no, you got to look at the whole picture. So, so what I learned from that really is, you know, it's not about being greedy. It's about looking at the entire package. Don't, don't get on blinders like a racehorse and only be focused on one metric. You know, if that makes sense, you got to see the whole field, right? How do my sales look? That's great if I'm growing top line sales, but am I also growing bottom sales, right? What am I taking to the bank? How does my service look and how do my reviews look so I can sustain this level of business for a long time? So that was something that was really uh, eye-opening to me just as a, as a young manager and then trying to manage multiple people. And then also, like I said, the guy that I hired that hired me, he was a fantastic mentor for me. And he was only a few years older than me, but he had much more experience. And he just uh, took the time to really teach me a lot of different things. And he also taught me how to manage people and make sure that they always felt appreciated and valued. And then, of course, you know, our current CEO of Mahana Fresh and the founder, Dave Wood, he was um, a franchisee of Domino's Pizza when I was a corporate executive and respected the guy a lot. And it was great to be able to go actually work with him and then just learn a lot from him and see how to run multiple things and, and look, look down the field a long way. That's awesome. Can you, and you've already alluded uh, to it a little bit, um, like just for you, like just how important is it or was it for you to have those, those mentors in your life? 
So I think it's equally important to have good mentors, but then to be a good mentor. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, is I'm kind of in middle management and there's a million jokes about middle management and getting stuck in middle management. And what I found is when I had good mentors and I gravitated to the people that could teach me things, it made me a better mentor to the people under me because, you know, there's certain people out there, there's certain managers out there. They're always trying to like keep the secret sauce to themselves and they don't want to help the people under them and try to bring up the people under them. And that's so short-sighted to me. And what I mean by that is if I have a great management team under me, it doesn't uh, do anything but help me. It makes my life easier, my job easier, it helps our business run. And I see people out there, you know, a manager of a restaurant, oh, I'm not going to teach the assistant how to order food. I'm not going to teach them how to do the schedule because it's like that scares them because now they're not as needed. But you know, it's not about being needed. We're all replaceable. Be somebody that people gravitate towards and they want to be involved with and work with and have fun with. You got to have fun in whatever you're doing. And if you're setting things up and training people properly, working in a restaurant can be a heck of a lot of fun. It's all all about the team, right? It's a hundred percent about the team. And you've got to be that player coach captain and bring everybody up. You know, it's super rewarding to, to work a good shift, a busy shift and everybody's smiling and having a good time. And, you know, every day is kind of like playing a playoff game in whatever sports you like, because that day, that moment, you've got to win. You've got to make everybody happy. You need everything clicking on all cylinders and making sure that your whole team understands our only goal is to make sure those guests are happy and they're going to come back and see us as soon as possible. Love it. Love it. Love it. Dave, was there um, any fear in your, in your journey? Um, and, and how did you deal with that? Did you say fear? I'm sorry. Yes. Fear. Yeah. So, um, you know, at certain times in my life, like I'm sure many people, I can get um, not dark, but just kind of down and be fearful. And it's also like, man, am I ready to run 60 locations? Can I do this? How are we going to turn that around? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's always been uh, helpful for my wife to tell me, you got this, you're going to do great, you know what you're doing, you know, so that's a good motivator and build up. And then also you take a step back and you look at it and you realize, okay, I see the path, how to navigate through this. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, whether right now, for example, we're having a heck of a time trying to hire people. It's very difficult hiring people right now. And then I look and I'm like, yeah, we went through that, you know, 15 years ago for a little bit. I'm sure people went through it 15 years before that. So these things are all kind of cyclical and you got to understand that, we're going to ride those ups and downs. And if we just stay proactive and stay on top of it, that it always comes around, whatever the case may be. So, you know, from a professional level, there's that little bit of fear. And then there's always that fear of next step or sort of let's go to a new venture. Let's look at a new concept. Let's do that. There's fear with that. But if you're confident in your abilities to build a team, you know, and surround yourself with positive people, that, that alleviates a lot of it, at least for me. That's, uh, 
No, that's awesome. That's awesome. What um, <clears throat> what motivates Dave Bear? What keeps his motor going? Um, I, I love to win. I know that sounds kind of cheap. Man, played sports my whole life growing up, coached both of my girls in soccer at one point or the other. And I would constantly tell the girls, um, you know, what's the most important thing about today's game? And I'd make them all say, having fun. And I'm like, absolutely. Then under my breath, I'm like, winning. Winning is fun too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm trying to still in these 12 year old girls that don't get caught up in the scoreboard, just go out there and play your best and have fun. But let's be honest, I wanted to win. Winning is a lot of fun. Um, so that, that keeps me going for sure. And then other thing is, uh, I like having a positive impact in people's lives. So it's very rewarding to see a franchisee that's, you know, opening their first business, their first restaurant, and they're listening to everything you have to say, and they're following the playbook. And then you come back and do a visit 30 days later. And they're like, you're right. This is clicking. That's clicking. That's awesome. I'm doing this. I'm having a great time. I'm loving it. And it's also super rewarding to be out and about and have some young adult come up to you and be like, hey, thank, thanks for everything you did for me. And you're like, um, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. Who are you? And you're like, oh, I, my first job was working for you, you know, when I was 17 years old. And now I'm doing X, Y, or Z, and I'm super successful in love and life. I love that kind of stuff. I like seeing people lifted up and, and doing fantastic things with their life. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can, can we uh, talk a little bit about, you know, your relationship with uh, Dave Wood, uh, the CEO? Um, like how, so how did this whole Mahana Fresh come up and, and, you know, obviously he approached you uh, to be part of the team. Like just how did that whole uh, thing happen? Yeah. So I met Dave Wood when he didn't meet me. It was the early 90s, and we were at an awards meeting for Domino's Pizza, and I was getting some small cheesy award, and he was getting a brand recognition award for his entire franchise. He probably had about eight or nine stores at the time, and then they were doing a raffle for some stupid video game. I think it was like a Nintendo Game Boy or the very, very first Nintendo. I don't know. It was the early 90s, right? And Dave Wood bought just about every single one of the raffle tickets because he wanted to take home the Nintendo to his son. His son wanted one of those and they were hard to get. So I was like, this dude is killing me. He's out here buying every raffle ticket for a Nintendo game so that he can win and bring it home. (laughs) And then shortly thereafter that I'm in a a meeting, a marketing meeting and Domino's pizza corporate is telling me, okay, Dave, so here's what we're going to do. And corporate, we want to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to tell the franchisees, this is how it goes down. So I'm all prepped for this meeting. I go into the meeting. Dave Wood was elected by his peers, all the other franchisees to represent the interest of the franchisees in the greater um, Metro DC area. So I got like this agenda of notes of like 12 things corporate wants to do. And then I was quickly educated that, you know, just because corporate wanted to do A, B, or C, that's really not the way things go down. Like every franchisee has a voice and a vote. And I was and Dave was so like calm, cool, and collected through it. And he was just professional about it. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about this. Let's vote about that. And corporate got, you know, like maybe half the things they were looking for. But I was like, that was a great collaboration and a good, ex- a good entry meeting for me to see how things were supposed to work, right? 
So, you know, you have the big corporation telling me the ideology that they wanted to get across. And then I've got the actual people that are in the fields doing the work saying, here's how it's going to go. So that was a great first meeting. And so then I would go to meetings with them. um, I don't know, four or six times a year for about three, four years. And then my wife and I were getting ready to have our first child. And uh, if I stayed with Domino's corporate, I was going to be relocated to Philadelphia or Ann Arbor, Michigan as a promotion. And all of our family is in Northern Virginia. So that did not interest me at all. Yeah. You know, like, hey, let's take a eight month pregnant wife and move hours (laughs) away from our families. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that really wasn't um, that interesting to me. And Dave Wood was looking to bring somebody on an extra person at that point because he was growing. And I was like, here's a guy that I respect. He's done a great job. Let's go interview with him. So I go interview with him. And it was the most bizarre interview ever. Because he was like, yeah, I want to run some stores. I want to have fun. I want to grow some stores. You know, I want to do some extra things. Maybe build a store, five, I don't know. But just, you know, I want to have fun. I want to make sure people are taken care of and have fun. And I'm like, okay, this is an odd interview. This is more just like a conversation back and forth. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, like I just got a job or okay, you're going to call me in the morning or like, where are we at? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, it uh-huh. was just uh, way too laid back. So then I was like, so where are we at? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, if you want to leave corporate, come work with me. You know, I got plenty of things for you to do. I was like, okay. So to family. So I started working for um, November of 1998. And then like in 99, he was like, Hey, I want you to run some more stores and do some more stuff and build a couple stores and do some things. I'm like, okay. And then like a year after that, he was like, yeah, I want you to be the director of operations and just kind of take over the company for me. Okay. Is that cool? I got to go. And just sort of walked out. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I just got promoted, I guess, you know? Oh, and by the way, find another supervisor to replace you. So I was like, all right, cool. So within about two years, you know, he was going over all the big picture items. And I was taking care of all the day-to-day minutia of running the stores. And then, you know, we quickly got up to 17 locations and we're, you know, we're just killing it. We were, we were making so much pizza and having a great time. That's, that's awesome. You know, I remember when I talked to him for the first time, it, 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 like you said, the, the laid back conversational, um, you know, I'm here like prepared for the, the interview, like, okay, got my questions ready. And I think we like talked about everything other than Mahana Fresh. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that doesn't surprise me. So he's a, he's a super intelligent man, but he's also very grounded. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, he, he's just like your friend, your next door neighbor. He's going to talk to you about football. He's going to talk to you about a stupid TV show that you wouldn't expect that he even watches, you know, cause his kids turned him on to it. Or like my first experience with him, he's going to be trying to buy Nintendo game boys from an auction. Cause they were hard to find. <laughs> That's awesome. And, awesome. and you know, his whole thing is, is have fun and treat everybody with respect. Love it. You know, you've got to treat people with respect. You need to respect yourself, respect where your neighborhood that you live in, you know, the earth, meaning don't litter, don't be abusive, whatever, but just 
treat everything with respect and have fun. Awesome. And not a bad motto. No, it's really not. And what what I learned for him from him and what allowed me to really flourish, he was like, um, I'm giving you very wide parameters to paint in. Don't let me down, but I don't need to micromanage you. If you need to be micromanaged, you're not a leader. You're not the vice president of the company. You're not a director of operations. So if I got to micromanage you, that's great. You can be a manager. You can be a supervisor. But if you want to run things, here's the parameters. Um, I'm not going to second guess every one of your little decisions. But if you make a mistake or it's something that doesn't work out, we're going to need to have a conversation about it and talk about what we can do different. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And then for the first couple of months, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, why, why are you asking me about it? If you're going to do that, do the results. Show me the results. And you better come prepared with all the data, right? Don't just come up and, you know, something you never say to him is everyone or no one. Because there is nothing in this life that everyone or no one agrees on. And I sat in a meeting with him way early on and heard somebody say, nobody buys two liters of Coke. And Dave was like, really? No one? Because it was 4.2% of my sales last week. Now, mm-hmm. that number is pretty, pretty low. I'd like to see it bigger. But no one, no one would be 0% of my sales. You know, so he's a very uh, specific. specific person. So when you come to him with something or, you know, trying to work with him or grow a company with him, you need to have your ducks in a row and know your numbers going into the conversation. Caleb, I hope you're taking notes on uh, all this information. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Coop. Uh, (laughs) Appreciate it, buddy. Dave, while you were helping uh, Mr. Wood kind of grow, you know, from his, sounds like he basically tripled, you know, during the 90s there, um, and you're learning a ton from him, did you start building anything for yourself? You know, so it's funny, um, right before my time with Domino's, the very natural progression was you work with a franchisee or corporate. And if you have even close to the level of success I had, you go buy a store, build a store, go out and franchise on your own. So that was always in my back pocket. And I toyed with it twice. Um, But then after having a conversation, you know, with my family, with my wife, Dave Wood was taking good enough care of me and allowing me the freedom to make decisions that it didn't make sense to just be able to say owner after my name. I'm not a big titles guy. Mm. You know, if Cooper didn't tell me my title at the beginning of this conversation, I might've forgot it. I'm more of a, I'm just Dave and I'm here to help everybody type of person. So I was like, why do I want to, um, you know, leave something that I'm really enjoying just so I can say, Oh, I'm an owner operator. Mm. And so then later on in our career, um, that opportunity came up again. And Dave Wood was like, why don't we bring the store on? You can be the franchisee of record of it and you can run it right through our company. That way you're not leaving me. I'm not getting rid of you. You can be a franchisee and we can still work together. So that was an opportunity that was made in heaven, right? So Mm -hmm. I got the best of both worlds. It's kind of like your story earlier when you said, um, you know, I'm crushing these units or crushing this. And, and your friend said, yeah, but like, what are you profiting? Right. So what's the point of, you know, going to open, you know, five franchisee locations, but your personal life stinks and you're not making that much money and you're this and that. Right. So that, I think that's awesome. 
Yeah, and, and that's a great point because there's a lot of sacrifices that can get made and you got to pick and choose which ones you're willing to make, right? So, you know, I had a young family, two young girls, and to go franchise at that moment would have been a burden on everybody. You know, long hours, possibly moving away because there was no opportunities near where we were living. Mm. So you got to weigh all that into it. And, uh, you know, I'm... I'm happy with the choices I've made. They've worked out. That's, and, that's the most important thing. Go ahead, Coop. Now, and I was I was just gonna add, like it it's so cool um, when you hear like your story, Dave. Like you guys, like you you made the decision. You know, you put your family first. You had a great uh, position where you were at. You know, and you know, I feel like a lot of people they they probably would have made that choice to go do do their own thing right because you know like you said you're not a big titles guy but i feel like you know i know a lot of people that want the title want the owner want to run the business but are they willing to make those sacrifices um but and it's always it's always neat to hear people like you dave that like no i don't you know i'm happy where i'm at right now like this is a great opportunity i'm, I'm calling the shots um it, it seemed like you had your your goals and and your vision for yourself that led you through those, those decisions, which was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, there was no doubt about it. I mean, I was putting in the hours and the, the blood, the sweat, the tears and the hustle, but also it was very rewarding and I was having a great time. So, you know, I never felt like, Oh, I'm building something for the man. We're building something together. Dave Wood did a good job of making it feel inclusive. And this is what we're doing together. And, you know, that, that was a big part of it. I always felt respected and appreciated. And it, it's funny, people ask me all the time now because I travel a lot, right? So since beginning of August, I have been in Idaho Falls, uh, New Jersey for three weeks, Boca for three weeks. I'm in Tampa right now, and I live in Virginia. So that's a lot of traveling for two months. We're in the first week of October. And I say, listen, my girls are grown. And I had, I was afforded the opportunity that I went to every field trip with those little monkeys when they were growing up, you know, there's nothing more fun than having a bus full of third graders jumping up and down all the seats and climbing all over you. Um, we took the pizza to a lot of like Halloween parties at the school, PTA fundraisers. Both of my kids went through elementary school with, you know, Brooke and Ashley's dad, he's the pizza guy. We're going to get pizza mm. for our class party, for our class meeting. <laughs> you know, so I was always around for any of those things. So I kind of feel like, you know, I got to do it both ways. I'm traveling now that they're both in their 20s. And when they were little, I was there all up in their business. Like I said, going on that field trip or coming to the, the school carnival and bringing them 20 pizzas or whatever the case may be. That's awesome. That's invaluable. Yeah. And it's so funny because like every now and then we'll be just out and about and some little kid that's now six foot tall, taller than me. Be like, Hey, Mr. Bear, it's the pizza guy. What's up? How you doing, buddy? And I'm like, who's this deep voiced little kid talking to me? (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Dave, the next part of your story you know, I think we're just missing a small chunk in between, you know, the, the 2000s in Mahana. Um, you know, how did you continue to grow 
as a person and then as your family grew older too how did you kind of start to fill in your extra time yeah so around 2013 Dave Wood was ready to do some different things and look at some different businesses so he decided it was best for he and his family to go ahead and sell you know we felt like we were on a very high level at that point 2010 was a banner year for Domino's Pizza they came out with what was deemed uh, new and improved. So we spent a year on TV telling people we listened and we made the crust better, the cheese better, the sauce better. And our sales were phenomenal. So it was a good time to sell. And I had the opportunity to stay with Dave Wood and work on developing some brands or go with the person that was purchasing the stores, you know, and go on for them as a director of operations, supervisor, whatever. And, um, you know, my wife and I talked about it a lot and the safe road would have been to stay with Domino's pizza. So, you know, going back to your question, Caleb, about fear, it would have been very safe to just go with them, you know, have a nice salary, easy, Mm -hmm. breezy quality of life. I know every, every corner, every in and out of that business. So no worries there. Um, and Dave was like, you know, David was like, I'm not even quite sure what all brands I want to develop, but we're going to develop some things. We're going to do some things and, you know, make some magic happen. So I said, okay, well, when you put it like that, it makes the decision pretty easy. I'm going to stay with you and let's work on some brands. And while we were getting that going, I had a bunch of Domino's Pizza franchisees that wanted me to come work for them. They were like, oh, Dave Wood just sold. Come do the same thing for me and my franchise. Mm. I've got 12 stores on the West Coast or 10 stores in Kansas. You know, got got a, a pocket of store somewhere. I need some help. And somebody that I actually liked owned some stores down in Florida, um, and he was looking for that. So I started doing some consulting work in Florida for a Domino's franchisee while Dave Wood was sort of developing some brands and figuring out what he wanted to do. Um, Also at that time, had an opportunity to invest in one of my previous supervisors and get a Jersey Mike's deal going in Northern Virginia. So we were able to build some... Jersey Mike's sub shops in Northern Virginia, which was a lot of fun and rewarding to see somebody that supervised for you out there building a bunch of stores. So that was cool. And, um, you know, going back to what I learned in college was always about diversification. And when I was at Domino's, I was not diversified at all. Right. I had one source of income working at Domino's boom. That was it. So then this was the opportunity to start diversifying and doing some other things and looking at Mm -hmm. other opportunities and get into that passive income situation. You know, it's, you You need some water coop. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to gather my, all right, bro. All right. (laughs) I was just, I'm trying to figure out how I want to put this, but what you and uh Dave would have is great because I'm here listening to you say that Dave Wood sold and you know you two talked and he said he was working on some things like the you know in development want to make some magic come happen um he didn't really say what it was at the time oh no it was definitely a leap of faith like so it's funny people that know us well know us for years He's the idea guy, and sometimes his ideas are bananas, and I'm the executor, 
and I got to make them happen. And every now and then I have to tell him, nope, can't do that. Not going to happen, Dave. And he's like, no, but I really like it. It's cool. I think it's great. Not going to happen, Dave. We can't do it. You know what I mean? So there was enough that I believed in him and had faith that when he said, you know, we got things coming, don't even know exactly what they are. That's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, my wife was like, well, you know, Dave's a little crazy sometimes, but you believe him, you trust him. So go for it. Do what you want to do. Be happy. Yeah. Awesome. I got, I got no, I got no words, you know, like I feel like someone like that, you know, would have to build such a great track record, you know, like with his employees, with his team, with his management team for, for, you know, for you, for, for example, and your family to believe enough in him to, to take that leap. So that's awesome. Yeah. And he did lots of very small things along the way that pay huge dividends. So, you know, the restaurant space has pretty high turnover. That's not a secret. So one of my jobs is to mitigate that as much as possible. So Dave would take his managers on trips periodically that other owners didn't. And like Domino's would have a big convention every other year. And so I was like, Dave, I want to take all the managers on that. And he's like, what's it going to cost? You know, what's it look like and all that. Then he's like, okay, this is worth it because you come back from three days of meetings in Vegas and every night taking them out to dinner or gambling with them. Those guys are like, um, you know, they're, they're ready to do anything for you. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, these guys are great. They traded me great. Natural loyalty. Yeah. And Dave taught me the value of that very early on. So, you know, like he didn't go to the meetings for a handful of the last years that we were running Domino's together, the assistant managers of stores, they didn't see him because that's what he paid me for. And we had supervisors, but we would still do those things. Like every other Friday, we'd get every assistant manager together, maybe get them something to eat, have a meeting, mess around, whether it's play basketball, play volleyball, get them to do something together, talk about the business, but then get them charged up to go out there and, and go to battle for you for the next two weeks until their next meeting. And I would always try to give them some kind of small prize, whether it was for being the first one at the meeting or who could make the prettiest pizza, the fastest pizza, answer the questions right, but always have, you know, like a $10 gift card in your pocket or something like that, just some small token, because they all wanted to win too. It's the little things. Hey, let me yep. take a note. Coop, I have this recorded, actually. Uh, yeah, so you, I can just go back through. Yeah, you can just go back. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Dave, so I, uh, I tell you, every franchisee their first team meeting after we're done training, get a $25 Amazon gift card. First person that shows up to that meeting, you hand them that gift card once all the other people show up. Because inevitably, if you have a 9 o'clock meeting, you're going to start at 901 because you're waiting for a couple of stragglers. And then as soon as they get there, you know, don't ever start more than one minute late because then they don't value the fact that you're going to start on time, bust out that $25 gift card and go and say, you know, all right, Jennifer, you were the first one here. Boom. Here's $25 to Amazon. Go buy yourself something. Being on time pays off the next meeting. You got people showing up half an hour early for your meeting because they want to get whatever the good is going to be. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Caleb, you got anything? Or I mean, 
let's let's get into some of our little our little quicker ones. But um, you know, besides besides any of these gems from your time with Dave Wood, um, what's something that you would tell you know your eighteen year old self or your, maybe your twenty two year old self? Um, to believe in yourself and to just always do the right thing, and even when no one's looking, that's the most important part. You know, when, when we were really doing well at Domino's before, when I was at corporate and I was getting promoted really fast, people asked me and my supervisor all the time, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing in Virginia? What are you guys doing? And the answer was always the same and no one believed it. Doing the basics really, really well. Being nice to people, being nice to guests, making sure the food was hot and on point, thanking people, treating the crew right. And it's, it's lost on people, how powerful that is. Mm. So if you just do the basics really, really well, consistently, you're so much further ahead than most of the other people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dave, are you, uh, what are you doing, um, you know, to continue to, to grow you? Do you have like any books or any podcasts other than this one um, that you listen to. Cool. <laughs> yeah, other than this one, um, you know, I, I go through phases and things, um, you know, and every now and then I will need downtime or just the dumbest entertainment possible. Like I'll find the dumbest podcast that, you know, people are listening to and uh, it's a good chance to check out and just laugh for a little while. Cause I'm a big believer in balance and work hard, play hard, you know, so if I've been quote unquote on stage for 12 hours a day for two weeks, making sure guests are happy, stores are clean and everything's good. I will watch the dumbest comedy or the stupidest sci-fi movie just to unwind. Um, People laugh like I was at an opening not too long ago and I had a Star Wars Yeti cup with coffee in it. My kids bought me a Star Wars one years ago and they're like, who's this old dude? Who's this dork with a Star Wars cup? And I'm like, you better watch yourself. Star Wars is money. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, so self-help and growth is great. Something I really want to do right now is I want to get better at Spanish. My family enjoys vacationing in Mexico. I took three years of Spanish in high school and I can uh, barely speak a lick of it. So I'd like du- to get Duolingo, uh, Dave, get on that Duolingo app. That's a hundred percent what I'm going to do. And with all the traveling I do, it's a great opportunity to, you know, to just sit and listen and bust it out. And that way, Absolutely. when I'm in a hotel room, I don't have to, like, look uh, silly in front of my wife. You know, I can <laughs> look silly in front of myself. But I, I'd like to do that because I regret not knowing it, knowing it better or taking the time. Love it. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things. And then, uh, you know, it's funny. When you start to get older, I'm just trying to take a little bit better care of my health. You know, like a few years ago, I cut out a bunch of fried foods that I pretty much stay away from. I just want to eat a little cleaner, a little healthier. And that's why Mahana is a great fit for me. Yeah, it's an extra, you know, added passion. Right. Oh, my phone just beeped out. You guys still there? Yep. Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good. Okay. Yep. yep. Oh, sorry. Just got yep. some weird feedback. But that's yeah, awesome. so just, just learn a little Spanish and uh, try, to, try to live a little cleaner, a little healthier.
Good. Yep. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, no, that's that's awesome, Dave. Thanks. Um, this was a great episode, Caleb. Do you got anything else? No, no. Go go ahead. Um, if our audience uh, want to link up to you or message you or just kind of see some of the stuff you're doing, where where's the best place they can reach you at? Um, LinkedIn is great. Okay, that's a good place. Okay. Uh, it sounded like you were going to say something else, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best. I was just thinking that through. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Don't want too many people reaching out, I guess. <laughs> Hit him up on the Duolingo app uh, yep. and motivate him to – I'm going to add you on there. and We're going to learn Spanish together, Dave. I love it. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, Dave, thanks again. Um, I know Thank you're you. a dude. I uh, just want to say thanks again for giving us the time. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. And I look forward to seeing you in person again soon. A couple months. Yes, <laughs> couple sir. Months. All right. Love see it. You, Dave. Thanks, Thank Dave. you. Bye. Another great episode. Episode 83. I like that I was right and it was episode eighty three. I was that was a gamble earlier. Brother, no, it wasn't a gamble. You really gambled, dude? That was a gamble for me. Unbelievable. Okay. Sounds good. All right, dude. Love it. Uh, uh Dave Bear. Dave Bear. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh the myth, the man, the legend. Uh what'd you think? Uh so we had gotten to hear about half of this story before. Um, after a long day in Florida and <laughs> actually it was actually a long day of travel. I think, but, I think uh, it was the combination of both. Yeah. Either way, it was a long day. Um, and it was just good to hear it again. It's always good. He's just, you can tell he's really smart. Um, having interacted with him in person, he has an extreme skill set for being intentional. You know, like when he says hi to you or when you're talking to him, like you can tell you're talking to him, like he's not distracted. Um, so getting to take away some of those, you know, leadership skills, leadership traits, it's just always good to talk to Dave. He's, he's a killer. I mean, if you're interested in restaurants and franchises, I'm sure he'd give you some time. For sure. For sure. Um, no, man, it's a great episode. Um, <clears throat> we've been, uh, trying to get him on i guess caleb's been bugging me to get him on uh i'm glad we got him on uh that was great hearing his story um just a great dude man a hard worker um you know i loved his his comment uh about the personal development you know he uh you know he's been grinding he's been pushing he does something fun to unwind right and um, <clears throat> that is definitely something I need to do. <laughs> oh, really, Coop? <laughs> oh man, just just hearing his perspective, man, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty cool. I don't think I don't think we've had anybody on here that said that before. That was a fresh take. Very um, very fresh take. Not a bad take. It's it a good take. No, it was great. It was great. You know, you always you always gotta. You know, he, he talked about balance, right? Like, yeah, you can do all the personal development. Like, that's great. Um, but what, you know, what are you doing to balance that out? 
Um, it's great. That was great. That was great. Um, and I also love, um, you know, he talked about he's not a big uh, title guy. Um, you know, and he, when you hear about the whole transition from leaving Domino's and going to, um, you know, Mahana Fresh or in the transition to Mahana Fresh, um, I just and what I was trying to say is his core values and core beliefs. Um, you know, he he made a decision a decision based on his core values and his core beliefs. Um, you know, some people probably would have stayed, had a cushy job, or went and started their own thing. Um, but he had built a great relationship with the guy that took care of him and his family, um, and believed enough in what he was doing um, that him and his family were willing to take take that leap with him um so i i I thought that was great and that's why you got to have goals and and principles fan you know values that you live by um because they they help guide you through those through those times you got to make those tough decisions so that was pretty that's pretty cool pretty cool to hear so anyways you done i'm i'm done bro i'm just kidding bro that's good stuff i'm just kidding Okay, for the guy that had all the all the hiccups tonight. The, there's no hiccups. Listen to the episode. It goes smooth from start to finish. Oh, I'm, I'm putting it on here. Caleb had a lot of hiccups on here. A lot of editing. <laughs> I told you I'm getting the iPhone 13. I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, Please uh, subscribe. Rate. Leave a review. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. I mean, we're on, this is episode 83. Um, yeah. Thank you. Dog, you're unbelievable. You got anything else, dude, before we go? I got nothing else, buddy. All right, man. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week.